Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Sales Performance Improvement Radio. I'm your host, Terry Hansen. Great to be back with you once again uh, for episode number two at the beginning of January 2022. Great, uh, excited to be with you and spend some time with you. So this morning, I want to share with you five questions that you can use if you're a sales and marketing manager in your company. You've kind of got this dual responsibility over sales as well as over marketing. That's a big, big job. Uh, but five questions you can use to diagnose why it is that uh, your company and your team may not be hitting your sales revenue goals quite like you want to. So stick with me. Okay, so I'm excited to spend a couple of minutes with you to uh, share with you, as I mentioned, five questions that you can use to diagnose and really gain a better understanding of, of why you may not be hitting your sales revenue goals, but also what you can do about it. Uh, let me tell you a quick story. Uh, growing up here in Idaho Falls, Idaho, um, I remember when I was about 10 years old, my family moved from the, uh, the east side of town over to the west side of town. And the house that we moved into, my next door neighbor, I was excited because uh, the next door neighbor, uh, had, they had a kid. Uh, his name was Luke Tracy, and he was just one year younger than me. And we ended up becoming super fast friends. Well, Luke's dad happened to be a huge baseball fan. And I quickly came to learn that there was a team, a little league uh, baseball team called the Red Sox. And uh, Luke, uh, Luke's dad was the coach of Red Sox. And so as Luke and I began to play and have fun and, and whatnot, um, baseball season came around and I tried out and I, I, and I made the team by some sheer luck, right? Having no real baseball experience prior to. Uh, so, but made the team. And I remember in the, in the, in the practices, well, of course there was batting practice. We'd get up and, and, uh, uh, Luke's dad would, would underhand pitch the balls right to us and we would practice hitting. And I realized, you know, I'm not very good at being a hitter. I, I, I tried to swing and tried to hit and I kept sw swinging and missing and missing and missing. And, uh, and I kept kind of striking out and I felt like, you know, I, I just need some more practice. So after practices, I got this idea that my younger brother, who was three years younger than me, Kevin, uh, that he and I should go to the park and practice and I would be the batter. He would be the pitcher. So we went to, uh, uh, we went to a local park called Ann Terry's park and we went down into the park there and, and I had, a, I think a golf ball, I think a tennis ball, maybe a baseball, <laughs> whatever I could find, pine cones, <laughs> you know, whatever. And so I had a bat, had, uh, Kevin had his, his couple, couple balls to pitch there. And so we went down to the park and, uh, and he stood off quite a distance and I, I queued up all ready to, to swing. I just wanted to get some good batting practice in practice, hitting the ball so I could do a better job. And good old Kevin, you know, I was about 10 years old. He was seven years old, just a little guy. And of course he tried his best. So he, he winds up and he gives a, he gives a good throw and the ball, you know, sails like way over my head, terrible throw. And of course me, I'm like swinging, swinging like a tomahawk trying to hit it. All right. That didn't work. So he throws another one. It's way off to the right hand side. So I jump way forward and try to swing and I, and I miss it, you know? And uh, so we, uh, this kind of, this whole thing kind of repeats itself. Um, after he's done, we gather up all the balls and he tries again, throws them at me. And, and about one, one throw out of 10 from Kevin even comes remotely near me to swing. But knowing, but, but me, I'm swinging at all 10 of them. No matter where the ball goes, I'm just swinging at them. And, uh, and, and of course, don't do a very good job at batting practice. Don't really hit maybe very many balls. They don't go anywhere. And uh, so after about 30 minutes, I kind of get frustrated and I say, I think we're done. Let's go home. And so we pack up and head home. And, 
And once we get home, Kevin goes off to watch some TV and play and do whatever else. And I kind of go to my room and I'm, I'm kind of frustrated. My mom walks in and, and she can tell that I'm kind of fuming a little bit. And I, and uh, she says, what's wrong? And I said, well, you know, and I kind of explained the situation that we were at the park and I'm trying to get some batting practice so I can get I can I can do a better job at hitting, but I couldn't hit any of the balls. And she asked, why, why, why didn't you hit any? <clears throat> why couldn't you hit any of the balls? And I said, well, Kevin was throwing these balls and some were over here and some were way over my head and some didn't even reach, reach to me. They hit the ground. And and she made a comment that's kind of always stuck with me. She said, well, sounds like you uh, uh, you just need a better pitcher. Uh, <laughs> and for some reason, that kind of resonated in my mind that I, I really, at least in this situation, I didn't have a swinging or a batting problem. It was really more of a pitching problem. If I had better pitches come to me, then that would earn me an opportunity and give me an opportunity to actually practice hitting the ball. And I think a lot of, I think about that sort of thing when it comes to sales and marketing. You know, your salespeople, if they're going to do a good job at closing sales, then they've either got, in essence, a batting problem or they've got a, a pitching problem. It's either a marketing problem or a sales problem. And, we'll, and, and so one of the jobs that you and I have as a, a sales and marketing leader is we really need to figure out which side of the fence is the problem that's holding our company back from closing more sales. Is it a marketing problem or is it a sales problem? Or frankly, could it, could it be both? So let me share with you five questions that you can ask to kind of drill down and get to the point where maybe you've identified exactly where the problem is and what's causing the problem, what you can do about it, okay? So question number one, if you got something to write with, uh, jot these down. So first question is very, very simple. Are we hitting our sales revenue goals? Uh, each week, each month, et cetera, you know, each quarter, whatever, whatever time frame you want to focus on. Are we hitting our sales revenue goals? And it's a simple yes or no question. If the answer is yes, high fives to you. You can uh, ignore the rest of this, uh, this podcast and you can go about your merry way. Great job. Great job. You, you can focus your time in, in other areas. Uh, but if the answer is no, we're not quite hitting our sales revenue goals, then here comes the second question. Second question is, <clears throat> uh, is this a marketing problem or is this a sales problem? Now, to answer this question effectively, we're going to have to turn to your CRM, your customer relationship management software. If you don't have a CRM or some sort of a software program that you're using to track data in your marketing campaigns and in your sales efforts, and you're kind of flying a little bit blind, then it's easy. You just whip out a good old-fashioned Excel spreadsheet, and you're going to have to start tracking some things over the course of 30 days to really identify where the problem lies. Now, let me give you some examples while we're on this kind of question number two. Is this a marketing problem or a sales? problem. Let me give you some kind of bullet points to, uh, if you've got a sales CRM and you've got some good data, <clears throat> let me give you some things to drill down and and uh, and look at. The first is, is do does your sales team have the uh, an appropriate quantity of sales leads coming in, either from their own efforts, their own outbound sales prospecting efforts, or from marketing's efforts, from the Facebook Instagram and Google leads that are coming in from uh, YouTube, from LinkedIn, from trade shows, et cetera, whatever the source may be. Do they have an appropriate quantity of sales leads coming in? So that's the first data point 
to, to, uh, to uh, identify. The second is, how is the quality of those sales leads? Now, see, one of the problems that we run into a lot of times is, 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 is a, a percentage of the leads that come in from marketing, the contact information is no good. Uh, the phone number is bad, the email address bounces or it doesn't work, and so you've got this information, but it's totally unusable. So there's a percentage of your sales leads that come in just with bad data. Uh, and how many are those? How does that look? Is that number pretty small or is it medium or is it pretty big? Uh, the other kind of question to look at when it comes to the quality of the sales leads is how interested are they? Uh, they with the leads that come in, are they, are they pretty responsive? Are they pretty chatty? Are they, uh, are they, are they good? Are they good candidates, if you will? Um, so anyway, so that's, uh, if the answer to those questions is no, we, we don't have the quantity of sales leads coming in that we really do need, and the quality of those leads isn't that great, the, the, the quality of the contact information is poor, or they're just not that interested, then right off the bat, you as a leader, you know that you've got a marketing problem. Marketing needs to do some better work on that side of the fence to improve the quantity and improve the quality. And if that's the case, then then that's where we can stop and you you know exactly where uh, which side of the fence your, your sales problem really is. Here's a couple other data points to look at and, and we kind of switch over to the sales side, if you will. So the first, uh, this, uh, I guess the, the first data point on that side is what is the response rate of the leads? So if your salespeople have 50 leads that come in, say, and they make phone calls to all 50 of them and they send emails to all 50 of them, but they don't get any responses back and uh, there's no return phone calls, there's no responded to emails and it's just not that good, then the response rate is obviously pretty low. That could be a deter that could be an indicator that the quality of the lead is bad or it could be that your salespeople are not persistent enough. Have they tried texting? Have they tried connecting with uh, the lead uh, on social media, on LinkedIn or Facebook or Instagram by messaging them, connecting with them and, and DMing them? Uh, have they tried, if it's a Gmail address, have they tried just, just messaging them through, through, uh, through Google that way there? So are your salespeople being as persistent as they should be at getting a hold of these leads? Are they just making one phone call and one email and maybe another one a week or two later and that's about it? Uh, or are they, are they being as persistent as they can? So that, if the response rate is low, it could be a marketing problem or it could be a salesperson problem. Uh, we just don't know until we kind of drill down. Another thing to look at is if there are 50 leads that come in, how many of those leads are they actually having conversations with and how many of those actually turn into proposals or quotes or bids or estimates, right? What is that kind of ratio there? So if, uh, if that number is very low, that could be a salesperson problem. If that number is very high, then you don't have to worry about it. The third piece to look at there is, is the number of sales that are closed. So 50 leads come, come in, um, let's say 20 proposals, sales proposals go out uh, to them. Now, what percentage of those 20 sales proposals actually closed, right? So you'll need to look at those numbers. And if those numbers are pretty low, then you know, generally speaking, you've got a salesperson problem. So if there's if there's lots of conversations happening with the sales leads, um, 
that's a good thing. If there's not a lot, that's a sales problem. If there's not, if there's not a lot of proposals going out, sales problem. If there's not a lot of deals being closed uh, based on the number of proposals going out, sales problem. So one of the so so uh, uh, again, kind of getting back to question number two: Is this a marketing problem or a sales problem? The you answer that by looking at your CRM data and looking kind of at those five at those five points: the quantity of sales leads, quality of sales leads, uh, response rate number of proposals, number of closed deals. And based on what you're seeing there helps you determine marketing problem, sales problem, et cetera. Okay, so let's get on to question number three. Question number three is, once you've identified without a shadow of a doubt, this is definitely a salesperson problem, marketing's doing its job, but marketing, we're just kind of falling down here. Now, the third question is, is what's causing this problem? What's causing this problem? So if you've identified a bottleneck in lots of leads are coming in, lots of conversations are happening, but not a lot of proposals are getting out, then you've got to ask the question, what's causing this problem? Okay, and here's where you simply just do some more investigation. You put on your inspector gadget hat and you observe your salespeople. You watch what they're doing. You maybe take a couple of minutes and watch how they're selling right? You interview them. You ask some questions. Tell me about this. Tell me about that. How come this? How come that? <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, so you interview your salespeople, you observe them, watch them in action, and then you also continue to look and watch the data and monitor the data. And based on your observations, your interviews, and looking at the data, you're going to come up with some core reasons or some underlying root causes of why not enough sales proposals are getting out right? So let's go to question number four now. Once you've understood kind of an underlying root reason why in this simple example, why not a lot of proposals are getting out, then you ask question number four, which is what is causing this problem? We have to go one level deeper. We've understood the kind of the, the an underlying cause, but we want to go one level deeper and ask, well, what's causing that? Is it because the salespeople are, are fumbling around with technology and they're not very good at putting proposals together? Is it because they're getting too many rejections and cold feet from prospects uh, you know, before that? Is it because uh, they give price and verbal quotes over the phone or in person and there's no real need at that point in time to put a piece of paper together? Like what's the, what's the underlying real root cause? So ask that question two times. What's causing it and what's causing that? Okay, so once you go two levels deep and you get down there, we're ready for our last question, our fifth and final question. And that is, what are at least three ideas or three solutions that you could put into play or implement to solve that underlying root cause problem? What are three possible solutions that you could use, that you could implement to solve that underlying root cause problem? problem. So those are the five questions to think about to not only help you identify why are we not closing, why are we not hitting our sales goals? Why are we not closing as many sales as we want? Why are we not hitting the revenue numbers that we want? Uh, question number one is, are we hitting our sales revenue goals? Yes or no? Question number two, is this a marketing problem or is it a sales problem? Question number three is, what's causing the problem? 
Question number four is what's causing that underlying problem, right? And then question number five is what are at least three possible solutions that you can implement to solve those underlying root cause problems. So anyway, I hope these five questions will really get you kind of thinking in this new year. If you're concerned that 2021 really, it went okay, but it wasn't a banger and you really want to do better this year, uh, ask yourself and work with your team on these five questions to help you kind of put put things together in a way to really set, set yourself up for success in this new year. So uh, anyway, happy new year to each and every single one of you. Keep up the good work and be sure to join back with me once again on uh, episode three coming right up here soon. We'll see you soon. Take care.